0: Listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams.
1: Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs,
0: influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from
1: dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all too frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go to for all things influencer lifestyle. Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today with Margie, the founder of Thrift and Tell. I'm really excited to have her on today because she brings something unique to the influencer space, the Instagram space. Um, and I'm really excited to have her on to share some things that y'all can really take action on like this week when it comes to um, finding some good stuff in your closet and adding
0: some new things to your closet so welcome margie thank you so much i'm happy to be here this is my first podcast so we'll see how this goes but um i'm excited to be here and share a little bit more about what i do and it's i mean it's really a passion project for me so i hope to help your listeners and other people um be a little bit smart about how they spend their money
1: yeah so if y'all do not follow thrift and tell Y'all need to because Margie basically keeps you up to date all day (laughs) (laughs) Uh, with the the best finds for um, designer items and... One of my things when it comes to buying something off like Poshmark or Tradesy sure. or the Real Real is that I'm always like, oh, I don't know if like this is in good condition. Is this worth the price that they're saying it is? Yeah. There's a lot of second guessing there. So it's been cool to see you have this account where I feel like you're trustworthy, and therefore I'm like, okay, if you're posting about this, it <laughs> must be a good deal, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, I. Um, I think uh, sort of knowing um, when you should buy something, when you shouldn't. It's funny, one of my girlfriends um, who I grew up with was texting me that, like, I- when do I pull the trigger? Is this the moment? Is, is-, is that a good price? I don't know. Is that not? Um, and I think that for me, anything uh, just a little bit of background, if people don't know what Thrift and Tell is, um, m- every day, like Monica said, I will post deals that I find. A lot of them are consignments, so a pair of, like, Manolo Blonics that are normally $800 for $199. Um, some of them are brand new because there's plenty of fancy ladies who don't wear the things they buy, um, which I hope to never be <laughs> that rich, or I hope to be that rich, but not that silly. Um, but a lot of them are really lightly used. So I rarely, rarely post something that's like really beat up and gross because I don't really have any desire to wear beat up and gross things either. Right. So. Um, Every day I post things that I find. A lot of them are one-offs. So it's like if, if another follower sees it and buys it and you wait and this happens some, from time to time, people will be like, I went to drop off my kids and or I had to run into a meeting and I missed it. So there is a little bit of that, like, you know, it's here and it's going to go. Um, but... Yeah, I just I, I post things that I would buy uh, if if it were my size, if I didn't have five other you know Chanel flats, that sort of thing. So I just post stuff that I personally think is a good deal. Um and I think that resonates with people because they think, well, if Margie posted it or if Thrift Intel posts it, it's probably a good price. Um, and so I'm not posting um, some you know bloggers. You'll see that the posts like the annivers- Nordstrom's anniversary sale. <laughs> and it's like, get this Patagonia fleece for $20 off, which is just a racket. Um, I <laughs> post things that I think are a genuinely good deal. Not so that I can make a ton of money off of it, but more so because I just love... I get honestly like a secondhand high when people get deals and when people are like, I got it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Um, so I, you know, obviously can't buy everything I see or fit into everything I see. Um, so it's fun for me to see other people get it. Um, rather than some stranger, I want my followers to get it.
1: Yeah. I love that. So how far back does this go where you've been kind of, you know, doing this even for yourself or your shopping consignment?
0: Yeah. Um, So I have loved fashion since I was a little, little girl. Um, I was obsessed with what I called party shoes. Um, So when I was like three or four, I would be always wearing, my mom let me dress myself, which was insane in (laughs) hindsight. But my mom's like, when I rag on her about it, she's like, well, that's why you know how to dress now. Um, But I, you know, I've always loved fashion I um, when I was little I would change several times a day and my mom would get so mad because I would mess up essentially like three outfits Um, but you know growing up I didn't it wasn't like my mom was taking me to Neiman Marcus and buying me everything. That was nice. My mom had a girlfriend of hers who would hand us down, um, you know, really beautiful dresses that then would go to my sister and then would go to me. Um, so I remember when I was little being like, I just like was obsessed with fashion. And Kate Spade was probably my first, like, I was obsessed with Kate Spade in the middle school. And Same. she was like the yeah. hot, the hotness. Right. <laughs> and all I wanted was a black square bag. I remember saying to my mom, like, oh, I've got this great idea for my birthday i'll get a kate spade bag and my mom was like yeah no you're not getting a kate spade bag um so i definitely didn't grow up you know drowning in designer things my mom was way too practical for that um i think as i started getting a little bit older she was more okay with me having nicer stuff just because i wasn't going to grow out of it in two days but yeah Anyway, so I've always I've always loved fashion. I think um, my family we've always loved deals. Like we will call each other to this day, my sister, my mom and I will call each other, being like, You won't believe what I got at the goodwill <laughs> or like what I found on the side of the road. Um, so I just I love that. Um, how I got into shopping consignment was actually kinda of funny, or I guess more concerted effort at shopping consignment. Um, my a good friend of mine was getting married in I don't know five years ago, and she was looking. She went to a DC dress shop, and she got her dress. And then they're like, "Let's belt it," and that was like when everybody was belting wedding dresses. And the belt was like as much as the dress. So I was like, "Well, oh that's absurd. You're not spending a thousand dollars on a belt." So I googled um, secondhand consignment, and I found Tradesy, which was how I started selling on Tradesy. Okay, and I. From there, um, I I can't really remember how I found the real, real, but I started buying on there. I then um, honestly woke up one day and, for whatever reason, had the name Thrift and Tell in my head. And I was like, that's a great name. (laughs) Um, And I like it. uh, I like it for a lot of reasons, but I think what I particularly like about it is that I think people are really, uh, I don't know if it's like taboo or shy or. I think sometimes weird about being like, oh yeah, I got this on sale or, oh, I Mm -hmm. am making a concerted effort to save money. And I think it's either they think that they, that means they're really cheap or um, frugal or, you know, they don't have enough money or whatever. But I'm like, why would you spend a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes when you could have, you know, three or four pairs of shoes that are really beautiful and nice. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, So I like the idea of kiss and tell and thrift and tell and like not being, not being shy about saying like, yeah, I got a price adjustment, and I saved two hundred dollars. <laughs> like I think that's fun, and I, I hope that what I'm doing, um, you see some of these. Like Instagrams, I don't know, probably a lot of you haven't seen them, but there's these like thrift store Instagrams where people go to thrift stores and they take these really um, sort of bizarre, or not bizarre, that's not fair. Uh, they <laughs> take just sort of unattractive photos of yes. like a heap of clothes yes. at the Goodwill. Um, or then there's the flip side, you'll see these people who just take pictures of like Birken bags with like Chanel everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's like a happy medium of, you know, here's a Target bag I got and here's it's next to a pair of Chanel sandals that I got for $300 instead of $1,000 or whatever. Right. So um, I hope that Thrift Intel, I guess, shows people that it's actually cool and (laughs) smart and chic and awesome to save money. Um, And I think what's been interesting in doing all this is that I think it's opened people's eyes. I've had people message me and say, I never in my life, I had someone recently say, like, I thought I would have, I forget what she bought, um, it might have been like a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes that she found for $100 through me that I don't know, let's say they're $700 and she was mm-hmm. like, I never thought I was going to have a pair of Jimmy Choo's or we're just going to have them when I like, quote unquote, made it. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, probably a millennial, you know, 20-something girl who's able to have something that if she'd gone to you know, Bloomingdale's and bought a pair of edelman shoes um they would have been a hundred dollars and if she tried and what's uh, taking that a step further if she'd resold them she would have made you know 20 or 30 dollars nobody wants that's not fair people are not as excited about use sam right. edelman's as they are use jimmy choos um so i think i've been sort of helpful in getting people to understand they can have the closet mm-hmm. that they always wanted and that they're paying right now when they go to you know Made well and buy a full price sweater, um, but taking that a step further, they can also, you know, if they ever get sick of those Jimmy Chews, probably sell them for a hundred dollars and maybe even make money off it and sell it. You know, flip them for one fifty. Yeah. Um. So you almost end up having like a free closet. So no, totally.
1: Um, and on that note of like having the closet that like of your dreams or that like really feels like who you are today. I think so many of us think that we have this full closet, right? And it doesn't reflect us. Mm-hmm. And we want these things, but mm-hmm. we can't afford these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like it's like we're stuck in this like in between like I feel like my closet doesn't reflect who I am, but I like need to save like for four months to get the bag that's going to make me feel like that. And I like that you talk about also reselling your own things so that you can make space for the things
0: that are feel good for you today. Yeah. I mean, I always joke like if it's not nailed down, I will sell it. (laughs) (laughs) Like mine is maybe a family member, maybe not if the price is good. Um, But I think some of that so I always say my closet's like a revolving door. Like, mm-hmm. I, people think I'm... My friends actually think I'm insane because I'll buy something, get it, and then immediately put it on Poshmark or Z or whatever to sell. And it's not like I'm selling it for, like, break-even. What I'm doing is, you know, if someone wants to pay X amount... Yeah. Sure. I'll let go of it. So, like, I had a... Um, this is a tangent, but I had an Hermes bangle that I bought for, let, let's say, $300, and I put it for some absurd price, like... $900 and it didn't even retail for less than that. I was like, if someone wants to pay $900, they can have it. <laughs> and when it sold, I was at work, um, in my old job. And I was saying to some of my girlfriends, like oh, I sold this bangle, I'm going to make $500. Should I do it? And they were like, yes, you <laughs> should do it. Um, so I think it's uh, for me, I, I never get, well, minus like, you know, something your mother gave you right. like a beautiful gold heirloom. Like don't sell that stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know like a something that i know for sure i can find again mm-hmm. like i've had think three pairs of this one pair of Jimmy Choo shoes that I've actually never worn I buy them like assuming I'll wear them to a wedding and every time I buy them I end up selling them before I have something like to wear them to <laughs> so I think for me it's I guess what I would say for readers it's a matter or listeners it's a matter of getting cu- it's I think it's scary if you've never spent $300 on a pair of shoes right that's a, a completely scary and I think that for a lot of people that's more than they've ever spent on anything totally understand that but Uh, If you buy a pair of Chanel flats and you wear them and then you list them for $500 and someone buys them two years later, you're probably like, okay, fine, I'll let them go. So I think in terms of, I guess, back to your original (laughs) question of how do I – my closet's full of a bunch of stuff that I don't like but I can't afford anything I would like. I would say the first thing I would recommend is, is, I mean, you can do the Marie Kondo, like (laughs) list it all, put it all on your sofa or your bed and have a panic attack, which I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but, um, I would, I would literally go through your closet and just be like, okay, these J crew jeans, like I'm going to list them. I'm going to, I'm, Probably, like, Forever 21 stuff isn't really going to sell, but, mm-hmm. you know, find a woman shelter, find a friend who doesn't have a lot of money and needs extra clothes. Like, find someone to give that stuff to. Mm-hmm. But anything that you would buy, like, minus, I mean, even Zara will sell. Ooh, if you don't really love it, list it on, on Poshmark and try to sell it. And it may, you may not get thousands of dollars, but you might get 20, 30, whatever. And that all adds up. Right. Um, so I would... Really, really recommend getting rid of the stuff that you don't like. And then think of something that you really do want. And I would I would recommend, like, an investment. So um, a really beautiful pair of black pumps, like Manolas, which you can get for, like, 100 bucks on the real oil. Or I really want a Chanel bag, and the one I want is $2,500, which I know is a lot of money, but I'm going to save up for that. And I'm going to, you know, rather than going to SoulCycle five times a week, I'm going to go three times a week and two of those times go for a run. Or, like, mm-hmm. just... I guess what I try to do is think about like where I spend my money and I tend to want that to be something that's going to last and right. you know, like not a night out at a bar. Like, and you're like, well, that was a hundred dollars.
1: Um, kidding. um kidding.
0: so I would say if you have a bunch of stuff that you're, you really hate, um, list it all. Um, a big thing, I'm sure you've seen my followers. Sometimes they'll list stuff on Poshmark and they'll message me maybe a week later, nothing selling. Yeah. Um, You really have to be patient, put it all in a box somewhere and forget about it. And you'll be out running errands and you'll get an email being like, oh, someone bought that random thing my aunt gave me that I really (laughs) never thought any human would want. Um, So sell all that stuff. And then I would say set a goal for yourself or like um, for me, when I turned 30, I really wanted a nice watch. So I decided that's what I wanted to. That's how I want to celebrate turning 30. I wanted Mm -hmm. to buy it for myself. um, And I saved up towards that. But. I think it's hard if you haven't, on both ends, if you've never cleaned out your closet and you like are just drowning in guilt about all the money you've spent. Yes. Exactly. and then, <laughs> I'm
1: like, relate. Um,
0: and then I think at the same time, if you've never spent a lot of money, not that you ever have to spend a lot of money if you don't want to, but if you've never spent $300 on a pair of shoes, even if they're $1,000 retail, that's scary. Um, so maybe first sell some stuff so you feel a, bit, a little bit less nervous. Um, and then... And then invest in something really quality that you love. And I guess somewhere in between there um, would be stop. Well, first of all, stop playing retail. But I would say when you go to Anthro or J Crew or Forever or Zara or whatever, I think you have to sort of like have a moment where you have your card of all the stuff you're going to buy and like 12 more black tank tops and blah, 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 blah. Have a moment where you're like, do I really need 5,000 more? Uh, do I need a, a $40 black tank top? No, No. probably not. (laughs) Um, If you have four already. So. Right. Um, that would be my advice. Okay.
1: So what advice do you have when it comes down to ch- choosing what price to list it at? I know for me personally, like I have put things on Poshmark, but one of the things that keeps me from doing it a little bit more actively is that like, I'll take the pictures and then I'll just stare at it. And then I'm like, I have no idea what I should price this at. Right,
0: right. <laughs> well, to that point, just before you we go down that road, I and I'm, I'm going to do soon a post on just like all the different sites that I'm aware of about reselling and sort of my thoughts on them and commissions and all that. Yeah. So at some point soon, I'll get <laughs> to that. It's in a draft somewhere. But um, I did put together at least my p- sort of Poshmark tips on my website. Um, so that would be something I would recommend you look at. Um, but I would say, well, first, either on Poshmark, you could also do this on TradeZ. Let's say you're selling a pair of I don't know, AG jeans mm-hmm. and you paid $180, um, I think it's easy to be like, well, I want to sell them for 160 I would ask yourself, would you pay $160 for used AG jeans? Probably not. Um, so look on those sites and see what's sold, not what's listed, because that's irrelevant if someone's listing them for $160. Right. What's sold in A.G. jeans, so maybe they've sold for fifty or sixty bucks or forty dollars. Um, then take a really good picture, lit well, like in the morning. I take my pictures, um, not crumpled in a heap. Like essentially, think about what you would feel comfortable buying use clothes from a stranger, right. what you would want it to look like, <laughs> and the price that you'd be willing to do that. Um, I think that's, you know, I'll have people saying, nothing's selling. And I will say, well, first, give it time. Um, and if it really hasn't sold, a woman was like, I have nothing sold, and it's been two years. Okay, well, that either means, that's pro- more than likely, it's you just listed everything way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one's, you don't have a shot in hell in selling it. But also, just look at the picture. Did you take it in, like, your dingy basement? Like, nobody wants to buy a pair of ag jeans from your dingy basement so
1: right um when it comes to the pictures does it matter if it's like a shot of it just like sitting on your floor like laid out like ironed of course like a yeah. flat lay or if it's a picture of you wearing it does it matter to you-
0: I think i'm awkward and i just never do like a i never do a modeled shot yeah um i made my mom model this lovely <laughs> coat that her like 1980s fur coat recently i made her model it um i normally put them on the ground um okay. I wouldn't spend... Don't spend an inordinate amount of time. like time trying to take these photos and like killing yourself. Just boom, put on the ground, flatten it out. Um, I helped a client this weekend do that. And we just... Like, I would take the photo. She would... You know, while I was putting in the description, she would lay down the next... Like, don't... Don't... It doesn't need to be a, you know, a Pulitzer Prize winning photo. (laughs) Just take the damn photo, yeah. <laughs> um, but do it when it's nice outside. I, I do it like on a, a plain rug or, you know, okay. don't, don't do it on like a weird, I don't know, sofa or, I, yeah, just make it look as nice as you can, but you don't need to kill yourself. Okay. Got it. And, and getting it up there is better than just being, you know, frozen and paralyzed with indecision on what to price it. Just get it up there.
1: Okay. Got it. One of my favorite tips that I've seen on
0: your stories is about boxes. Oh, yeah.
1: And I feel like it's (laughs) like the hot topic
0: this week. Yeah. um, Well, it's funny because... I have made I don't know how much money selling boxes, and I did that. I mean, I have no desire to have a closet with, like, a Louis Vuitton, bag, like, shopping bag. Right. Like, I don't... That's not my sort of personal style, Um to have shopping bags or boxes and I don't keep my shoes in boxes. Um, and people are like, how do you store your shoes? I'm like in a target, like over the door (laughs) hanger. Um, but I started selling boxes, I don't know, years ago. Like, I think I sold a Christian Louboutin box, which again, like when you're trying to do this, just be like, if someone, you know, maybe you do like storing your shoes in boxes. Like if someone wants to pay me $50 for this, they can have it I'll, you know, go to the container store and get a plain box or whatever. Right. Um, but, yeah, boxes sell, which is absurd. Um, people, I got a couple messages this week being like, you're supporting counterfeit, blah, blah, blah. I really strongly don't believe I am because um, most of the people who message me, it's like they bought, like they went to the Hermes sample sale and you don't get boxes when you mm-hmm. do that. and Or they bought it on eBay and they've, they are the kind of person who wants to have a box for everything. Right. And they could, like, God forbid. Um, so boxes, you know... like a Kate Spade box or like a Jack Rogers box or something like that is probably going to be on the lower end. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, probably $10. Um, Like, no one's gonna buy your nike i don't know maybe like sneaker i don't know anything about sneakers but (laughs) like no one's buying your target box but like christian louboutin um hermes like little um like click clack boxes Mm -hmm. people will spend money on them um i um which i have yet to post but i keep meaning to i committed like a very um heinous crime and paid retail for my hermes belt but um there's a whole story why i did it but um the box the pouch that it came in and the shopping bag I sold and I almost made a hundred dollars selling all that. Oh so I was like, well, gosh. I basically didn't pay retail. So Seriously? yeah. So, oh um, sell your boxes. Um, I posted something last night about like, like an organizational woman who's like getting rid of all these yeah. boxes. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, sell your boxes. Uh, you don't need them and there's money to be had. And it may not be, again, you're not going to, pay your kids you know college tuition with it but right it's you know if you're in debt it could help chip away at that if you love to go to soul cycle and feel guilty about spending 30 dollars it's your soul cycle class or you know like it can or it's you know uh, an upgrade when you're on a trip somewhere so um yeah sell your boxes i love that i literally did not think about
1: that and i I'm like you, like, I don't use them as, like, decor, yeah. so to speak, and, and I know a lot of people do, yeah. um, and so they just kind of sit there, taking up space, because yeah. I'm also, like, I don't want to throw it away. Right, right. So yeah, you
0: don't need it. So no. What? Well, and then a little tip, when you are buying stuff, and buy it- you know this i don 't always follow this, but if it does come with a box like mentally in your head, you're like, "Okay, well, these shoes might be three hundred dollars, but I know it's coming with a box and a dust bag right which I can sell, so like those three hundred dollars shoes might be two eighty or two seventy five or yeah. whatever so um yeah, boxes are. I'm. I'm definitely never gonna be able to sell a box again because the market's gonna be completely saturated. But <laughs> I will feel good. I, I'm. It's a price I'm willing to pay to yeah. to make you guys make money. So
1: <laughs> Thank I'm you. a martyr, clearly. <laughs> so when it comes to going to these sites like the real, real z Poshmark, yeah, to buy ourselves products. <laughs> The real real is reputable, right, in the sense that they like check to make sure it's authentic and you're getting something that you're not risking getting like a counterfeit item, sure. right? So for other sites, how do you is it like a gut instinct where you
0: know? So you I this? think I'm a very observant person in like. If I go into someone's house, I'm like, oh, you know, you changed out, I don't know, you have new glasses. Or, like, I'm very observant to begin with. Um, So I think I've, you know, given that I'm a big shopper, I think I'm pretty good at seeing, like, oh, for sure, that is 100% fake. Um, One thing I would say I prefer and basically exclusively shop um, for consignment through somebody, essentially like a third party. So like Poshmark and Tradesy, I'm buying from you. Um, And certainly, uh, you know, I, I, I sell on both of those sites, so like not everybody is a sketchy person, right. but I find that not even necessarily even fake, but like people are always on those sites. I think a little generous with their descriptions, so like wore it once. I'm like, no, you yeah. did not wear those ones. Those are horrible. Right. Um. So I would say if you can, I prefer, and you know, this will ensure I never get any sort of sponsorship from Trades or Poshmark, um, but that's okay. <laughs> um. I I just prefer to sell on those sites um and buy on like a fashion file or the real real um and that being said i don't think any site is perfect um right. so there have been a couple times where i've seen something on the real real i'm like what on earth that is just ridiculous i mean they're dealing with both of those sites are dealing with thousands and thousands and thousands of SKUs every day of course so yeah. like there's going to be something that slips through the cracks i trust both of those sites and i buy on both of those sites so um at least as it relates to thrift and tell i would never put anything on them like ooh, that looks fake um, or, and so I like, I like to buy from those sites. I would also say I think they're just a little bit more honest on condition. Right. If anything, I think they're overly conservative, where I'll buy something and it'll be like moderate wear, and I get it. And I'm like, this was worn literally once. So, oh, okay. um, so. I, I think that they tend to be, and, and last night when I was like up at 3 a.m. for no reason with insomnia, I started putting together um i'm going to do a post soon like looking at the this sounds really lovely but looking <laughs> at the soles of shoes yeah um because it sort of like here's what i would deem a, a completely brand new here's what i would deem it, like they wore them once to a party here's these are discussing and old do not buy them so that oh, i will I do soon that. i swear oh my god um yes. but a little sort of spoiler or sneak peek I, for At least for flats, I always look at the heels. Okay. Um, because, I mean, we all wear out our shoes, like, either on the outside or on the inside, depending on how you walk. So when you look at, let's say, a pair of flats and, like, the heels on the outside edges are completely worn in, mm-hmm. that's a pretty well-loved shoe. Okay. Um, so um, just a little tip um, when okay. you're looking at shoes.
1: Yeah, I love that. So when it comes to maybe some staples that you think are, like, the best addition to a closet if you're going to get, like, three things this year to be on the lookout for. Yeah, What do
0: you recommend? Okay, so some of them are things I'm wearing. Um, And let me preface this by saying, I most of my clothing are not designer. You do not need to buy designer. Um, You don't need to ever buy designer if you don't feel like it. Um, I try to, with clothes, and and by the way, I had a, a friend who was at my house a while ago, and she was like, your closet's really small. I don't buy a ton of clothes. I really don't. I like to have probably have too many jeans but beyond that like if i have a black cashmere crew neck i don't need three right um so maybe you could call the capsule i don't know but um i would say um a really good pair of black pumps um on second hand for whatever reason manolo flat uh, excuse me pumps and jimmy chu pumps don't resell very for very high um so you can get them for like 100 less than 200 dollars Um so a black pump I would do. Um I love a wax jean. You do not need to buy those. You can get like the ones I'm wearing were eleven dollars from Banana Republic. Um and I worn them to the ground. Um but like a wax jean, again, I think you can get those at any regular store. It does not need to be designer. Um a blazer, I'm wearing the blazer I constantly talk about. So mine's from J. Crew. I think it's called the Regent Blazer, and it was like of course I didn't buy it full price, but it's like I paid like $140 for it. And I've again to the ground um, and then for me I don't I, I just I don't spend a lot of money on clothes because I'm tickle and uh, I don't know I just don't um where I spend money on is accessories. So, um, if with your black pumps and your wax jeans and your blazer and your, you know, banana Republic blouse or whatever, forever blouse, um, I would invest in jewelry. So if you can afford it, um, and I think there's a lot of good vintage gold jewelry, like, you know, when elderly people pass away and like, you know grandma's got all this jewelry it Mm -hmm. tends to go to you know second hand stores or thrift stores or antique stores um you can find a lot of beautiful gold jewelry that you'll have a it'll be unique b you'll have it forever um it won't tarnish like costume jewelry might although I, i do love costume jewelry um so gold jewelry and then i would say um two more things one a watch Okay. Um I really think that every woman should buy herself a watch. You can certainly have other people buy you other things. <laughs> um I would love it if more people would buy me things. I'm always buying myself right. things. <laughs> I know. Um but a really beautiful watch um you'll have forever yeah. and it's something you can pass down to your girls and it's just something you can have forever. So I got my Cartier from the real reel When I turned 30, um, I got it for like almost 500. I think 500 dollars off. Wow. Um, and I a little tip for that, which I should do a post at some point about this. But I would recommend if you're going to make a big purchase like that, whether it's a Chanel bag or you know um, a really fancy pair of shoes or a watch, go to the store first and try it on. So you know shoes for sizing, but right. for the watch, I my watch, I went in thinking I was getting a completely like a much bigger watch and all stainless steel and then I tried on this one I was like I would have never thought that this is the one that I love so when you decide okay I had a baby and I'm gonna buy myself a badass watch Um, or whatever it is I got promoted I quit my job whatever reason you want to come up with it's Tuesday Um, I would say go and figure out what you, what you want, do, do your research. So, you know, the minute you see it, right. like, this is the what I want. This is exactly what I want. I want it. Like it needs to be quartz or automatic or whatever. Like you, you've done your, your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what you're doing. Um, yeah. so a watch, I would definitely invest in, and the last would be just a really beautiful bag. Um, mm-hmm. I'm partial to Chanel cause I'm sure you've, if you follow me, you know that the price just goes up and up and up and up. Yeah. Um, but I think a really beautiful bag. I get it doesn't have to be designer. Um, you can get really beautiful leather bags that are you know just a random brand, or you go to Italy and get a beautiful bag. Um, in terms of designer, because I get this question a lot, if you have tons of money and you can buy. You know all sorts of different designer bags, and like, by all means, buy the like the coolest, newest one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, and you really think you know I'm going to get one Chanel bag my entire life. Right. This is my present, like my 50th birthday present to myself is a Chanel bag. Um, I would look at, and this is true of probably most investments. Look back and see, like in 1990, were people carrying? Well, I hate the 90s fashion, but in 1990, <laughs> were people wearing these in the 80s, in the right. 70s, in the 60s? 60s i think that's the best way of knowing okay this isn't you know barring some you know horrible pr for chanel this is not this is gonna be a bag that i'm gonna have forever right um and the price will only go up and the demand will only go up so um i would say shoes wax jeans blazer gold jewelry watch and a really nice bag I love it. I love it.
1: You've motivated me so much to go into my closet <laughs> and just, like, do just, like, a clean do it. sweep of it. Do because, it. again, like, I wear the same, like, four things a week. Yeah. And I don't need... And it just comes back to kind of... You touched on this earlier of, like, kind of feeling guilty that I spent money on these yes. things. Yeah. But...
0: You gotta get over it. Yeah. It's what's done is done. Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> it's true. move on. Yeah, that joie dress that I bought five right.
0: years ago. Yeah, it was a mistake. <laughs> or maybe you loved it and I for know, like I never two wore it years. Oh well <laughs> there's someone who would love it who wants That's to pay true. money for that dress. That is true. Um and moving forward you won't do that. Moving forward you'll right. buy it second and you'll buy it for eighty dollars and when you're sick of it, you'll sell it for eighty dollars or whatever. Like this is a I think it's funny people are like, What is thrift and tell? And I'm like, it's just how I shop and it's not like it's a philosophy about like stop buying crap like immediately stop buying crap don't pay retail ever um and invest in like invest where you should in things that you'll have and love forever um and don't spend money where you don't have to like you yeah. don't need to buy I, and i know people really love lulu lemon pants and i get it <laughs> but like i love old navy pants and right. they work totally fine and they're twelve dollars um, Totally. so or uh, even that one's i know a hot topic but um like designer jeans mm-hmm. banana republic which or gap jeans which i swear by make adorable jeans and they're twenty dollars so right. you know just sort of you unless you're a millionaire you have to pick and choose where you spend your money so 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 um, save where you can and invest otherwise. Yeah. And I
1: know I've heard a lot from my audience that they're getting really overwhelmed on Instagram with influencers constantly being like, you need this. And it's like always the same like... 10 sweaters but in different colors and leggings and it's like they're always telling you like swipe up for this off the shoulder sweater in pink and like last week it was in blue and like with fringe and everyone's just getting really overwhelmed yeah and so i feel like this really empowers people to start being a little more conscious about yeah. the,
0: what they're wearing and how they're shopping. So I've had to unfollow people. And, but by the way, like, I get it. These people have quit their jobs and they're trying to make money and they probably, God only knows how much money they make when they're like, here's this, you know, ugly Patagonia furry thing. Totally. And yeah. they probably make thousands of dollars yeah. and like, or being like Nespresso made my latte and, you know, yeah. like ad yeah. And so and I, I do that. And, right? and I don't, I don't yeah. fault them for that. Um, you know, but I think what what I think isn't really fair, um, and, you know, I think at some point there might be, I don't think backlash is right, right? It's a little too strong, but like uh, an evolution yeah. um, where I think a lot of people, and my followers have said this, and I've even felt this, like they feel bad that they're like, oh, you know, I can't buy that $400 dress. And I think it's not entirely fair because those people are getting that stuff for free. Right. And so it's like, um, it's just an unattainable, like nobody, even that blogger is not able to afford all the stuff that they're talking right. about. Um, and it's funny cause I sometimes have anxiety because I'm like, I'm posting all this stuff and you know, some people are like, I'm you're dangerous to follow. I'm like, mm. do not go in credit card debt because you're following me. If you feel that way, please unfollow me. Um, yes. <laughs> I like, you should only go in debt for really important things like, you know, buying a house and educating yourself. Yes. Um, but I think for me, I hope that, um, even beyond just like getting a great pair of shoes for an amazing price, I hope that on the flip side, mm-hmm. just as much as people are able to find deals, they're able to sell stuff and make money. Yeah. Um, that's really a goal of mine. And I think, again, none of this is thought out and I never answered your original question of like, I made thrift and tell because I came up with a name and I did nothing <laughs> with it for a year and there was no grand plan and it wasn't like, I'm going to start this thing. Right. It just, it just, it was. Organ- Doing what I was already yeah. doing and helping my—I was already helping my friends. And I remember originally, I started posting deals, and I was like, "Oh, maybe this is annoying. These stories are really long, and my stories are still really long." And I just decided like people can swipe out. God gave oh, them free will. Exactly. Go away, or not go away, but like, if you're bored, move on. There's yeah. someone else, you know. At least for the moment, that might be more entertaining. But. Um, yeah, I really hope that people do not feel like they're I feel I hope that Thrift and Tell empowers people to make money and to be smarter about how they spend the money that they you know, that they earn. Um, yeah. and so that could be like going back to Nordstrom's and getting a price adjustment, or it could be, you know, selling something bizarre that's been in their closet forever, or, you know, not going to Neiman's and spending a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes but getting them for three hundred dollars. So right. like just net saving money. Um, and, and being smarter with your money is what I hope. And and I hope people don't feel intimidated by what I post or, you know, like, Oh, I can never have this, that or that, you know, the other, I try to be sensitive to that
1: right um, and I think you've done yeah, yeah and I think you've done such a great job because again like when I think of your account I I really truly have thought of it as something that is empowering the shopper the consumer rather than just being inundated with things like it's right. like I don't even see your stories as being like things and maybe it's because you know it's like it's just in this size right, right. so it's like not everything feels relevant to me right, anyway Right. right you like I'm oh like, those
0: are cute but that's i'm not a five
1: yeah so then i'm just like didn't need it anyway right right so and then when i do like when i message you about the gucci loafers like that's something that i've gone into the store tried on multiple yeah. times like it's something that i've
0: been thinking about for the past year it's yeah. like it wasn't like an impulse right thing right right and and even if you paid full price for Gucci loafers like you'll be able to sell them you're not buying and I keep saying Madewell and it sounds like I'm knocking Madewell but like you're not buying um, you know like a Vince jacket that and that's not even necessarily a good example but like you're not just mindlessly buying stuff you're investing in something that you know that you'll have for a long time that you'll love for a long time Um, and like look at the stuff from the 80s from Gucci like people are still selling that stuff so you could like 30 years from now decide having resold them 12 times that you're ready to let them go and somebody somewhere will buy them from them you. Um, and and you know probably you know thirty years from now at the price you paid <laughs> so um, I would say that's a good investment even if you did indeed pay retail it's it's a good investment
1: absolutely and then I did want to talk about so you just launched this new series on your blog where you're interviewing yes. some really amazing women so why
0: don't you tell us about the series yes yeah, so um, like most things I do there's no grand plan or, <laughs> um, you know like reading something like you should start an interview series but I was listening to um a podcast that I really like called how to decorate i'm not a designer but i enjoy listening to the designers talk about how they decorate um anyway so th- i was listening to a designer talk about her interview series and i thought oh that would just be fun to talk about like i again i think it goes along the lines of if people thinking of saving money as being like sort of like or being thrifty or you know yeah. smart about money it was like being like tacky or not cool or not chic or you yeah. know whatever. So my thought was like why don't I talk to women who are really chic um, and interview them because it's like everybody's doing it but nobody's talking about it. Right. Um, and so um, the first person that I interviewed was a, a woman named Julia who has a brand called India Amory and um, it she does beautiful linens and she's just very chic um, and so she was, I asked her, she's been a follower for a really long time, I asked her and she was perfect because she is like the chic chic New York girl um, but she loves deals and like mm-hmm. loves finding an Oscar de la Renta dress on eBay so I think the response and then since I've had a woman named Emily Hertz who has um, a, a, a blog called Born on Fifth and I have some really really exciting um, people that are lined up um, but it's been really fun again this is like you know a couple weeks old but it's been really fun because so many people are like yes yes uh, 100% I'll do it Yeah. Um, and I think it'll take all different iterations so it won't be like like Emily was more so you know, she, you know, will invest in, like, beautiful brands, um, but she'll sell everything on the real Real, Mm rail, whereas Julia is just, like, you know, being thrifty all around, and she sells the real rail, too, but regardless... And they have different styles, and some of the women that I'm interviewing are more sort of, like, I don't know, like, sort of New York edgy and, like, different ages. Not everybody is 25 or 30. Right. Um, so I I hope that um, it'll be a way of just celebrating women and celebrating women who have great style and all different types of style. It doesn't have to be like everybody looks like a cookie cutter version of of, um, the next person. Um, So different voices and and I think the biggest thing is just like celebrating style and celebrating um, you know, finding a really good deal. So I think so far it's been exciting and and there'll be a lot more um, fun interviews. I think now my problem is like, I am like, oh my god, this is so exciting. I want to share it all. (laughs) Um, So I have to to have self control, which I'm struggling with. I'm already like it's Wednesday. When will I post the next one? Right. Um. But I have. I mean, already like eight people lined up. Um. Like who've sent in their That's stuff. Amazing. So I now I need to like pump the brakes and stop asking people. So I'm, at least for now, so I'm not like, hey, want to be featured in 2020? But yeah. um, yeah, it's fun and yeah. I, it's been exciting. It's just it's just another component of. Um, there's no master plan. It's just, um, for me, sharing what I'm really passionate about, and I just yeah. love doing it so um when i'm not working or not with friends or family like i love doing this so yeah um it's fun for me
1: i love that i love that you're also giving permission to people to not have like this grand master plan in order to do something that you love or sounds fun and creative like you can just take it day by day and see it evolve and yeah. if you give yourself permission to have the space to let it evolve i think that that it's a lot less scary and a lot less stressful than being like okay i have to like plan out this whole thing and it has to do this and the outcome has to yeah. be that because nothing ever turns out that way anyway. Right. So if we can let ourselves just write it
0: out. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. I think it's funny. Some people that I've, you know, you know, my new bizarre, not, they're not bizarre, but the bizarre concept of like meeting people on Instagram and being <laughs> more friendly with them that you've yeah. never met, um, which just sounds bizarre, but um, it's funny. Some of those people who I think are, like, lovely women who've got great ideas, um, they get really stressed out about Instagram. And they're like, oh, this picture didn't have any likes. And, blah, like, yeah. I, I, I don't get – I refuse to get stressed out about it because, like, Same. there's no rhyme or reason. Like, no. some horrible photo, like, mm, no one's going to like that, does well and something else doesn't. Like, there's – I think – you know, and and everybody's sort of passion projects take different forms, but the less stressed out about it you can be, I think the more fun it like it should only be fun at this point. Right. Yes. It's not my job. Exactly. Um, it's a passion of mine. Um, so I'm just taking it as it go, goes and I think trying to be authentic to who I am, which, you know, my followers don't really know. I don't share a lot about my personal life on there. And I don't really share my face very often, which people, one lady was like, you're like diet Prada. Who are you? (laughs) Um, and I think that's okay for now that might change at some point. Um, but I think people really, you know, they, they only really look at my shoes and, um, or other (laughs) shoes I see, but, but they connect to me because I'm honest and authentic. And I think, um, you know, whether it's Instagram or whatever, I think you have to love what you're doing. Um, truly love it um, and be yourself. And I think that that resonates and people are attracted or, or feel like familiar to you yeah. and, and are, are interested.
1: Absolutely. And I think that that's such an important point to bring up is that you have been able to cultivate this community that trusts you without necessarily being the face of it, so to speak. Like right. I think a lot of people who want to start something, want to start telling their story online maybe are feeling held back because they don't have good pictures of themselves or they don't have someone to take pictures of them every day, things like that. But it's like if you have an authentic story to share, whether that's finds of like clothing items or it's poetry, whatever it is, like you don't necessarily like have to expose your entire
0: life on the internet in order to be in order to make an impact. Right. And, and like, there certainly are people who want to do that. And like, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. Right. I think for me, the less that I share about my, my, like for me, like when I'm with my friends, I just want to be with my friends. Yeah. And, like, I don't really have any desire and people can do live their lives however they want. But like to be at dinner and taking photos the whole time yeah. of the view or the food or, or the drink or whatever. Um, I, at least that works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think it's hard in that quote unquote influencer space, which I don't really think of myself as that. But, um, I think it's hard right now because it's just, and I'm sure your followers have said that, or your guests have said this, it's a very saturated market. So um, I've talked to people who are focused mostly on motherhood. And and again, I don't think that should stop you. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, there's 20 million mommy bloggers. I'm not going to be one. If you want to do it, by all means do it. But it's just going to be harder to do if you are trying to like fill fit a mold of like i'm gonna get a top hat and go to or not like a felt hat and go to a vineyard and like that's there's a lot of options for that um as it stands right now so Mm -hmm. i would say again with the zero social media background that i have (laughs) um i think you have to be it has to be maybe you're really funny or Mm -hmm. maybe uh you know you're really good at like you say, writing poems or, um, you really good at making funny commentary on the news or like something that, and again, you can't, I think if you fake it, if you are not funny, try, don't, don't even attempt to be funny (laughs) because it, or or it's like, uh, you know, if you don't have beautiful hair, you're not a Pantene Pro-V model. Like, like, I I think that resonates as false. Um, and that's why I think people, are trying really really hard to like replicate you know what someone with a million followers is doing um i think you have to at this point if you're starting from zero you have to do something yeah. unique and again i was not like i'm like i'm gonna start an instagram and make it unique i'm just right. doing something that i actually care about and i think that works
1: and that is what i have seen to really be true and like feel good for people in the long run bloggers that I know who started like the ones who started that way those are the ones that it's been sustainable for them they haven't been like burnt out because they were like trying to be someone who they're not right and when I see a lot of burnout it is because of forcing something that you think you're supposed to be doing right and it, that's just not sustainable in the
0: long run, right? And so. like, there's that saying, like, uh, like something along the lines of like, compete on what nobody else has. Like, if right. you're competing on something that, e- if someone came in and was like, <laughs> and there certainly are other people who post deals or whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm not the first. But oh, you're well, doing I'd be it the in last. your voice in your way, right. right? I think that if you want to be a mommy blogger, you should be really genuine to who yourself, who you are, and that mm-hmm. will resonate with people. Um, rather than trying to, you know, fit some particular mold. And and if you're competing on being the prettiest girl, like, there's always going to be a prettier girl, unfortunately. Um, but I like... I'm a big proponent of competing on sort of like your your wit or your charm or your intellect um, cuz or just you know that's something that other people or your personality frankly you don't even have yeah. to be smart <laughs> um you you know that's something that nobody else no matter how they try is going to be able to emulate who you you know Susie Smith is so true. I love it. Well, where can everyone find you? So you can find me if you're looking for daily deals. Um you can find me on Instagram. It's just thrift and tell. Um I have a Facebook group, um or not a Facebook group. I have a Facebook page uh, if you're on Facebook. Um but really I would say like the main hub of everything would be thriftandtell.com. So there I have the tell, which is my interview series. I have a page called Shop My Finds which despite some technical Issues um, we're trying to work through. Um, I'm not IT. Um, they, you can find sort of all the deals I find, many of which I don't have the time to post them all. So just deals that you won't see on the stories. Um, And then um, just, I also put together guides there. So uh, whether it's a guide for like how to sell on Poshmark or um, I recently did one as a germaphobe, how uh, the germaphobe's guide to buying secondhand shoes, Um, because I am a germaphobe, but I still buy secondhand shoes. Um, And then I also do from time to time, like I'll get a follower who's like, I'm going on a vacation. What should I wear? And um, I will try to do there like a mix of depending on your budget. So like there'll be target suits, but there'll be also stuff from Shopbop or from net a porte or something like that. So a mix of highs and lows for people to shop. So I would say you could start at thrift and tell if you're ever confused, uh, people get a little bit confused, feel free to message me. I try to respond to every single person. So, um, you know, feel free to reach out. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank Those you. So good. Thank you. I'm, um, completed my first podcast. Yay! So, um, <laughs> thank you all for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast.